Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Aaron Young. Aaron, you are the founder and uh, what do we call you? User experience architect at Slide UX. You're found on the web at slideux.com. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Josh. I should also point out that uh, you have been at the helm of this company now for nine years. So congratulations on that. Um, you've got over 25 team members. You've been doing great work. Your your um, list of uh, folks that you've, or clients that you've been able to work with is pretty impressive. Um, it, would you mind to just kind of at a high level explain what Slide UX does? Absolutely. We're a user experience design and research consultancy. Mm -hmm. So we work with product leaders and marketing leaders to help create great user experiences. Sometimes that's creating new experiences and sometimes that is optimizing something that they created as an initial proof of concept or MVP. Yeah. And um, what made you get into this role? Like, what were you doing previously? Right, right. Yeah. So um, my career path was was somewhat short prior to this. This has been my longest running gig so far. But <laughs> <laughs> I worked in-house for uh, National Instruments, which is a, a technology company. Their target audience is engineers. And I worked on their multinational website. And that's where I became really fascinated with noticing that strategic changes to the user interface could really move the metrics. Mm. I was responsible both for helping engineers figure out what their content should be to target other engineers, and then also measuring the impact of our changes. And I was really fascinated with moving traffic on the web in different ways for different results. And that led to um, my next role at a uh, at a, an agency, an interactive agency that was doing a lot of work for big brands. And I got to see how a wide range of brands operated, um, which really just led me to wanting to focus in on product and marketing leaders who wanted to achieve measurable results with changes to their user experiences. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of us, let's talk about Aaron, the typical, um, journey for business owner, right. And how user experience, it, it's, it seems to be one of those things that doesn't get prioritized initially. And then um, at some point, right, they wake up to the fact like, oh man, we're having some challenges here. Um, can, can you talk about, you know, why UX sometimes just doesn't get prioritized and and what sorts of pain points or, or how might those pain points manifest um, to say a business founder or owner that's listening right now? Right, right. So for you're you're absolutely right that many uh, new endeavors will start off focus on can we do the thing? Can we do the thing? And oftentimes, can we get investment? So having something that works ends up being prioritized over having something that looks great. And if they can make it work, they mm. feel that they can improve the way that it looks. But the truth is that user experience is more than just how it looks. And sometimes founders can shoot themselves in the foot by making architectural or model choices um, in that phase that would prohibit doing something that uh, better matches the user's mental model. So um, typically, the pain points that cause organizations to focus in on this can be uh, in the numbers. They can be in sales 
where you have a conversation and you realize that you're missing out on opportunities because there are better uh, looking, easier to use interfaces out there that are really attracting your, mm-hmm. your clients, but then also in attrition and in, you know, app store ratings and in uninstalls. So there's a wide range of consequences, support costs. Um, all of these can lead to lead folks to reach out to talk to us about UX. So, you know, a smarter way right, then jumping right in. And a a thing that sometimes depresses founders when they realize it is that you can test concepts that are not yet live in Mm. order to gather feedback relatively cost effectively and early on. So, you know, similar to uh, testing it before you start construction on a house, making sure that that layout really works for you, doing that same thing digitally can really, really save the cost of the mistakes you might otherwise make and the rework that would be required to fix them in the long term. Yeah. Um, So, uh, as I'm going through your website, Aaron, and I'm seeing some of the folks that you've worked with, uh, I'll name a few here and see, uh, you know, to our friends that are uh, listening, let me know if you recognize any of these brands. Um, Harvard University, uh, let's see, Indeed.com uh, is uh, one, uh, HEB Grocery Store, uh, Grocery Chain, Cisco, UPS, uh, there's a lot. Retail me not. Hey, I remember those. I worked with those guys. All states insurance, Solar Winds, Atlassian. Um, so, uh, how did you get into, or when did like when you launched um, nine years ago? Um, who were you working with initially, and how did you land some of your first, let's say, big authority brands? Right, right. So, you know, the whole thing was so interesting, Josh. I think you'll appreciate kind of the the trajectory that it all followed. Um, Having come from an agency, my first target was agencies. I knew that I was doing something pretty specialized and that our agency had needed it and that it had been hard to find people that were doing this to come join our teams as needed. So my first target was agencies. And that worked well. And I continue to make really smart, strong connections. Over time, people change careers and change roles. So those connections end up in new places and they start to come back to you in new roles and new forms. But we also found that working through agencies, we couldn't control the client experience because that was their client and they owned that client experience. So we were needing to slot in. And so as soon as we started to have contacts reach out to us directly to work directly for the clients, we found major advantages of that. We really liked being able to control the client experience and uh, make a direct impact. And so um, one of the things we emphasized very early was ratings and reviews and making Mm -hmm. sure that we asked clients for feedback and we got them to post about their experiences with us. And that has created a lot of of, of anonymous web leads that can come in from people who are searching for partners like us from organizations of all sizes. And um, that that pays off with time. So it's, I'm glad it's a decision that we made early on because those early reviews have now been sitting out there on the web for eight or nine years and uh, still delivering as you yeah. look at the total number of reviews and the number of stars next to our name in some places. Yeah, that's exciting. So yeah, some other names, by the way, Bacardi, AT&T. Yeah, very, very cool, Aaron. So congratulations on that. Um, When um, you're engaging with someone, who's typically the decision maker that you're chatting with? And what does that conversation look like? Like, what is your messaging to them? Like, how do you, how do you engage? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I feel like we've been really, um, 
lucky uh, for big portions of our trajectory. User experience was not a common term when we Mm -hmm. started this. So people that searched for terminology and found us on our keywords were already sophisticated, savvy people that were very much in our target market. And we've experienced this thing where those words have become more and more commonly used and the meaning of them has become less clear as a result. So we've gone through a phase in our company's um, growth where we found ourselves teaching people about what UX is and what it is not a whole lot more, meaning wasted time in conversations with people who maybe thought that this was just graphic design for digital products um, or thought that it was development services, et cetera. And what we learned that we needed to do is we needed to put some uh, more information into our sales flow so that Mm -hmm. in order to get that appointment with us, they were already really familiar with what we were doing. And so we did that by um, setting up an initial survey that gives us some of the information we can use to have a more productive first conversation with them. And um, That's worked really well because now the people that come to us are once again, highly qualified. They know what they're looking for. And in terms of figuring out whether they're going to be a fit for us, it's really a matter of the fact that we've structured some programs for how to do what we do. And we want to make sure that what they need aligns with our programs because we are no longer um, in the business of really customizing every project extensively, um, rather we have a program that works for our ideal clients and our yeah. conversation is all around figuring out whether they um, will benefit from that program and it will really help them. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about what's working well in UX. Are you primarily working on mobile applications or do you also get involved in website or is all of the above? Yeah, all of the above, you know, with the way that digital products now need to be present in the app Mm. store as well as on the web, and that website needs to scale from mobile to desktop size, and these experiences are are super blended together. So we do work on all kinds of platforms, um, and we work with all kinds of businesses too, ranging from e-commerce businesses to products that you might use on the web or on your mobile app to um, even content experiences, because the techniques that we use to improve those experiences are the same. Um, But the thing that we're looking for are engaged teams and high impact projects, because we find that our projects are most successful when we can leverage what our clients already know about their industry at the start of the project. And we can really rely on their feedback as we move throughout the project, in addition to the user's feedback to improve our design work. And so um, some of the stuff we're looking for is how important is this project to them? What difference is it going to make to their business? Do they want to participate in that project actively themselves? Do they have the team to support it? Because surprisingly, mm. you know, you do have teams that are wanting to improve their user experience, yeah. but don't have the capacity internally to participate in the project at all. And those don't progress like we want our work to progress. Yeah. What do you see? Like if you were to just start um, going around, let's say like consultancy or agency websites or, you know, maybe author, speaker, coach websites out there, um, you know, smaller, nimble businesses like that. What do you see on websites that's kind of like, oh, people stop doing this? Yeah. You know, I mean, with the marketing website, the problem is always not being specific enough and not using language that truly has meaning. Um, And a lot of times that's the result um, of wanting to not pigeonhole 
one's business mm. so much. You think that if you're a general, then you're not going to cut off opportunities, but that's actually not what ends up happening. That generality ends up creating question marks that you know can cause you to sink down on a list of contenders that somebody might want to talk to. And that clarity can start a conversation even with somebody that knows that they're not 100% a match mm. for the language that they're using, but they understand you, you stick in their memory a lot better. So clarity and clear articulation of what a company does or offers are really problems in the service space. Yeah. How do we, so if I'm on the inside, right, what, what is a better way that I could start thinking objectively about what we're communicating? Because I know we all suffer from this, right? It's like I had someone explain it. It's like, you know, you're on the inside of the bottle and it's really hard to read the label from the inside of the bottle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're mm-hmm. too close. You can't see the forest from the trees, right? It's like all this stuff. But but what are some questions that we can ask ourselves or what what is a good process that maybe we can follow that we can maybe take a serious look about what we're communicating on social, what we're communicating on our website or our mobile app, right? That That would allow us maybe just a little bit more objectivity. Right. Yeah. So I have two suggestions for people in that space. You know, um, maybe it boils essentially down to just one. At Slide UX, we offer this package called the Mini Expert Review Package. This is just a two-hour consult Mm -hmm. with experts to review on the fly and ask you questions that help you improve your user experience. And I think that it's that honest feedback from somebody who's experiencing your content for the first time and hearing the questions that they ask, it's hard to acquire that sort of honesty because there are some parameters to it. Like, um, will they be honest with you, right? Because if you're asking your friends and family or you're asking with a sales mentality, you're not Mm going to get honest feedback. Um, So hiring somebody to do that or talking to somebody who will commit to giving you that honest feedback and making that their job and the measure of success. Now, the other piece of that is talking to, you know, people that are actually in your target audience. And here's the thing, people like you and I, probably not the best to do that for our own companies because Mm -hmm. we are very familiar with how to sell our own services. And we can also listen wrong. What I mean by that is that we can skew what we heard. This headline is confusing. Well, then I need to reword that headline rather than I need to blow this up because the whole thing didn't make sense. So what I suggest there is assigning or hiring somebody who is less personally connected to how to sell to Mm -hmm. conduct interviews with your audience to ensure that they don't become sales conversations or convincing sessions. And they actually are listening sessions with your target audience about your user experience Um, and getting those recordings because um, the truth, you know, the truth can hurt and the truth can Mm -hmm. set you free as well. And so you you think, you know, but when you hear somebody talk about your experience without, um, you present on the thing and you you hear them make the comments that they might make, it'll cause you to open your eyes and realize, okay, yeah, that hurts, but I really see what they're saying here. We do need to yeah. go back to the drawing board on this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aaron, in terms of like who you work with, obviously we've, you know, listed out some really big brands, but I don't want that to intimidate someone who, you know, if you do serve, um, you know, smaller uh, size companies as well, tell me about like who you work with and like, you know, you know, who would make a good candidate? Because I think, you know, when you're talking about, for example, like that two hour conversation around that user experience, wow, that's really, really cool. But, you know, someone listening is like, oh, but is that like 
way outside of what I will ever be able to afford. Or um, I guess just uh, uh, if you could uh, share, you know, who your door is open to. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it's a great question. And it's one, it's something that I hear often. Some of those brand names are intimidating. Of course, you use your best brands yeah, in your right. sales material, but um, the truth is that our favorite opportunities are actually with less established startup companies. Um, companies that are really looking to make decisions with our consultation are more appealing than somebody who needs design work that may not see the light of day for mm. months or years because they're yeah. a large organization and it's going to have to go through many steps. So, yes. um, it, and it's possible inside of large organizations too, but it comes back to impact and engagement. Is this an urgent problem for your company? That's what we're looking for. Is this really going to make a difference in the performance of your business? That's what we're looking for as well. And um, for us, those conversations can just be fascinating. Um, the contributions that we can make can be really eye-opening to the people that we work with. And that's really, really satisfying for our team. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you'd be willing to do this really quick, for example. So, you know, taking a look at our website, one one problem I have is it's it's a little crowded. It's a little busy. Um, and, and I actually have a, a new version of this. But like if we're looking at this, for example, um, is there anything that stands out in, in especially if it's kind of like a, ooh, uh, Josh, ick. <laughs> and, and by the way, we're looking at my website right now, upmyinfluence.com. And I've got like one of the greatest in the world. So I hope you don't mind me kind of just lobbing this at you because I know that there are absolutely issues here. And I actually have a new web page like mock-up, but I'll, I'll see if... I'd love, you know, some of your ideas. I'm happy to do it. You put me on the spot, but I'll tell you the two suggestions that I would make for you yes. right out of the gate would be, as I look at the upper part of your webpage, I see four key headlines, be scale six figure consultant, mm. authority plus influence, six or seven figure business owner and suffering yeah. from a trickle of leads. I would let one message sing louder than all the other messages. And then I would pair that message with one clear call to action because on mm -hmm. my viewport, which is a little bit different than yours, there is the podcast and the login up in the corner of the, yeah. the header. There's the BR podcast guest. There's the let's chat and see if a joint venture call to action. So I would suggest that you want one headline or mm. you want one call to action that immediately follows your one strong headline. Yeah. And that alone would likely result in a, a clearer message and perhaps yes. higher conversion. I think you're right. Okay, I'm going to jump on it. See, that's the nice <laughs> thing too with more nimble companies you get to work with. We're like, we're doing it. Give me give me 24 hours. I'm going to get all these changes made. <laughs> and we yeah. love it. We love it. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Aaron, that, that I, I really appreciate it. And thank you so much I, I, for you know uh, allowing me to put you on the spot. You know, one time I was talking with someone as a guest and they had a guitar in the background and I'm like, do you play? And they're like, she's like, yeah. I'm like, would you play? <laughs> So I don't see any guitar in the background, so I'm not going to ask you to perform uh, any music or sing for us or anything like that. But um, Aaron, this is fantastic. Okay, again, your website, slideux.com. When somebody goes there, what should they look for? Um, you know, how do they, um, wh where, do they, where do they go? What do they do? Right, right, right. So on slideux.com, depending on what you want uh, from, from us, um, my, my primary suggestion would be to scroll down the page to the bottom where it says get the brief, because we offer a weekly newsletter that's full of UX tips, 
insights and also inspiration for product leaders. It's really good stuff. We invest heavily in it. I would suggest signing up for that weekly newsletter. That'll keep you informed about what's happening with our offerings as well. We're also active on all of the socials, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, et cetera. Um, so you can follow us in any of those places as well. And some of those same insights come through there. Um, you know, we we hear a lot of common problems in talking to business leaders, and there you can distill some of these things down to um, uh, you know key insights that are easy to share out. So we like to do that. It, um, it it feels good to share some of those tips and get people thinking about what they might be able to do, like you said, on their own within the next twenty four hours. Mm, excellent, excellent. All right, Aaron, again, your website, slideux.com. Aaron Young, you're, again, you're the founder, user experience architect, nine years. Congratulations on that. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. So nice to uh, be with you today, Josh. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.